although I do talk a lot of shit on the timeline, I do want to see us like all kind of come together and have this space where we can be free to be ourselves. We can express ourselves whatever way we want to with our art. Welcome back to The One to One. It's the 10th episode of season two, and I'm joined today by Brittany Pierre, otherwise known as Redacted Pride on Twitter. Brittany is a photographer, filmmaker, and connector, working to create Black generational wealth through her Web3 art, projects, spaces, and BIPOC NFT.eth wallet. This chat hit all the reasons I love Web3. Brittany is an absolute force and even dropped some alpha for us. Thanks for being here. Let's go. instrumentalist and uh she's rad so i use her music when i open up i haven't found her in the nft space yet i'd love to buy an nft from her someday anyway if anybody wonders what the tunes are that i use for the podcast um i license those through epidemic sound this is not ad just info um i've had too much coffee Brittany, how's your friday going um i've had four red bulls and i've been working since three days ago on my project so it's been great <laughs> have you slept have you hydrated hydrated yes because i was drinking way too much alcohol so i definitely been drinking water but sleep has been like two hours three hours a night um these pfp projects it's a lot of fucking work and i'll probably never do it again but <laughs> it's really rewarding because i'm working with like a really good person and the art is that's my pfp it's amazing and our, our hope for the project is amazing. So it's worth it. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, this is, um, I'm going to ask you about this for sure. I want to know more about this. Uh, it's Miles and Luna. Is that right? The name of the. Yeah, Miles is after my Corgi Idris. And then oh. Luna is after her Aussie Dachshund mix, um, Lola. And um, we were just talking about how like with this downturn and everything, um, how we can kind of impact the next generation and kids to come up. So um, giving kids that like Web3 knowledge, technology, focusing on STEAM, um, it'll be 45.45 supply. So super low, uh, super cheap, 0.045, because we want to make sure everybody can get on it. Um, but the utility is going to be the cool part. We're going to do an interactive storybook uh, through like Google Home, um, Apple Home, uh, what is the Amazon one echo and like the, the characters will kind of narrate the story and kind of uh, take the kids like throughout using their ima- imagination with uh, making like masks and stuff. And then like having uh, an education, like one will be on security. So how do you stay safe on the internet and with rep three or uh, how do you build an adventure? So we really wanted to like, target like underserved and unserved communities so they can get in on kind of building that generational wealth. And then once a kid is interested in something, the adult kind of has to be interested or the parent because they have to like be like, what the hell is my kid doing? So it'll also hopefully bring in more adults and more inner city unserved communities in on Web3 too before 
the gap is too big and like we lose the opportunity of being so early. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank, thank you for the overview there. That's like one of the things that you called out there, you say unserved, everybody says underserved, but we're glossing yeah, over. That. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. And thanks for the reminder. Cause for me, like I find myself doing that too. There are legit communities that do not have a voice in this space or in many spaces. So yeah, thanks for that reminder right off the bat. That's rad. Um, this no yeah, this project sounds sounds amazing. I pinned some stuff up top. It's in the the little birds birds nest up there. If anybody's in the in the space live, um, let's do a little bit of an intro and make sure people know who you are. Also, before I I dive deeper into the details, um, I'm M Branson. This is the one to one. It's an interview series I do live in Twitter Spaces with the women, non-binary, and trans creators, builders entrepreneurs, badasses in the Web3 NFT space. Um, today, I'm so excited. Uh, Brittany Pierre, uh, Redacted Pride is your, uh, that's your handle. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I'd love for you to let us know who you are, your pronouns, where you're located. I think I forgot my pronouns are she, her, and I'm in Portland, Oregon on the West Coast of the U.S. For sure. Pronouns, she, her, hey, bitch, what up, girl, whatever you want to call me. Um, and I'm in Chicago, um, and I just talk a lot of shit on the timeline, and I, I sell a few photos. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, I was checking those out. Um, yeah. <laughs> shit on the timeline. Yeah, you you say it like it is, and that's one of the things that I fucking adore about you. And also, cursing is A-OK -okay on my podcast. It has an explicit rating. I don't mind. Um, so let it fly. And welcome. Thanks so much for being here. This is a long time coming. I'm a nerd who likes to proactively schedule my life out because there's so much shit going on all the time. And uh, Brittany had some really cool things come up. So we pushed this out. And yeah, just thanks for your patience. If anybody saw that we were going to do this a couple months ago and was like, what? <laughs> what happened? Um, shit happened. So we're here today. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I have a, a very generic, um, on purpose outline of questions. I ask a lot of my guests the same questions, mostly to highlight how unique all of us are, um, in certain ways. And then also how similar we all are and others. I think the human experience is something that, um, I'd love to highlight how, no matter where you are from in the world, uh, the things that we all share and have in common. And that's, that's one of the things that I care a lot about with us is bringing humanity to the shared experience and, highlighting how the people across the timeline from you uh, probably have more things in common with you than you think, and maybe you could hold space for them uh, as being a, a fellow human in this huge fucking journey we're on to nowhere. <laughs> Not to get too existential with it, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where my head is today. It's like, wow, um, where are we going? Like, what's the point in 10 years? I have no fucking clue. But also, it's fun. So, uh, Brittany, I'm glad you're here today. Maybe you can steer us more toward or away from the existential conversation. Totally up to you. Um, but yeah, I'll open with one of my favorite questions that I ask everybody because I would love to meet all of my guests in person someday. Um, God, it'd be rad to have like a, a party gathering that all of the guests got together. I think that'd be a wicked party I'd want to go to. Um, but yeah, if we could meet in person and I could buy you a beverage, what would it be? What would you order? What could I get for us to drink and share? Do I have a spending limit? Oh, God, no. I mean, we're in NFTs. We're all going to be fucking rich. So let's go. Oh, well, fuck it. I want that uh, that tequila in the blue and white 
and you hit it and it's the bell and it's like $300 for a shot. Um, so I need about three rounds of those. And then I'll walk away from with like, you can like let me leave with like a whiskey and a Coke. That's all I need. Let me leave. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, because you know, I, I'm a fan of the Irish exit. If that's racist or something, I'm sorry. I don't think it is. I researched it. I haven't seen it. But I will leave without saying goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my superpower. I think in, especially in, in a space, uh, if it was the party that I just described earlier, I would hope that everybody would just know that they could leave as they desired. I also learned that there's like every culture has their version of the, the Irish goodbye. So like the French exit, it depends on which country you're from and which country you're slandering uh, based on like war oh, history, like what their uh, rival of the time was. Um, anyway, just nerd, nerd dumb there. Oh, well that makes sense. Cause I live in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense now. So it's not racist. I'm good. Yeah. And sh- I don't, I don't even know what to call it, but yeah, you're good. Okay. So tequila, I love tequila, tequila soda. I think you said I would join you in that for sure. And the whiskey and the goodbye. Sounds rad. Brittany, would you say that you're an artist, a collector, a builder? How would you describe yourself? Um, not just in this space, just as a as a person doing what you do. Um, I guess the best way to encompass all of it is that I'm a connector. So I'll be an artist. I'll be a collector if I can. Um, I have to admit, though, I don't collect a lot only because I'd rather give direct um, support. So um, I'd rather pay your rent and then have somebody else buy your pieces. That way you've got double coming in. So a lot of people like kind of complain that I don't collect a lot, but there's a method to it because I want to make sure you're living too. But I feel like I'm a connector and most likely a builder than most. And then like the artist within me is just like it's nature as opposed to nurture. So it's just who I am in general, but I feel like I, the best way to describe it is connector. Connector is a beautiful way to put it. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And yeah, going into the, the collection, um, aspect of the conversation, uh, that's amazing. You know, I think we need to see more of that, you know, patrons of humanity, uh, to enable people to have their dreams, um, double coming in. That's, that's rad. I think this, uh, this speaks to something that we should just get into right away. Um, you are very loudly proclaiming black generational wealth. And I want to know from you, please educate me as to what you mean by that so that I'm on the same page. Yeah, for sure. Well, first it's money, because unfortunately in the world we're in, uh, money kind of runs everything where the money is held, the power is held. But for me, wealth is three aspect aspects. It's knowledge, it's connecting, networking, and it's uh, money. So I want to make sure Black people have the knowledge of Web3 and blockchain, um, crypto, what they can do that does not involve very racist, systemic, systemic um, America. And then I want to make sure that they have a connect. So if I need to network them with somebody, um, I can say, oh, hey, talk to this person. They might be able to help you out. And then, of course, I want them to be able to have equity. So Uh, bringing them on on a project or giving them a free one and they can flip it for an ETH. I've done that plenty of times. So it's, it's kind of all those three to me intertwined in one that kind of denotes um, generational wealth. 
That's powerful. I'm going to play that back for myself later. Uh, you hit on so many things that I think a lot of parties are, are disparately talking about, right? Like in t- in individually uh, touching on, and you're very be- beautifully braiding them together, um, doing that in a powerful way and putting a powerful voice behind it. So awesome. Thanks for, thanks for clearing that up for me. Um, cause I think it's really easy to, to lean into the wealth as money conversation. I don't get the sense for me. That's the only thing you're here for, but it is a very important thing. Oh, hell yeah. For. Like I'm trying to make money for sure, yeah. but there's other ways to gain that. Cause think about rich white people. It's not just money. They have the connections. Mm-hmm. They can go to their friend's house in the Hamptons for a month, or they can borrow their, their friends, their corporate friends, helicopter to get two minutes down the city because they don't want to deal with traffic. So it's also those, that networking that's important too. And then of course the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So going, going into your art from that, um, I want to talk about your black is gold collection first, if you don't mind, because uh, I think it, it just ties right in and, and I love what you're doing there. Um, more people should be doing this. So your black is gold collection. I, I see it on OpenSea. Is that the best place for people to find it if they're curious? Yeah, open C. Okay, great. And also, um, if you're listening to the podcast later, the link is in the show notes for sure for for all of Brittany's things. And if you're listening live, Brittany's link tree has a link to Black as Gold. Um, Brittany, can you please explain to us what this project is? It looks like you you minted it about six months ago or got it going about six months ago, but explain all of this for us, if you don't mind. Yeah, and once I'm not so fucking busy, I need to add more, but... <laughs> Basically, it was my way of onboarding Black creators and having them have a chance at equity. So instead of like, okay, here's what you need to do. Go have at it. Try to find your way out. Um, I sat one to one with each person that sat. One person drove from Mississippi. Another girl flew in from Atlanta. One girl flew in from Texas, I think. And one girl was here in Chicago. But um or two girls are here in Chicago, but basically I sit for about two hours, make sure they have a good base understanding, a good foundation. Then we have the the photo shoot, the portrait photo shoot. And then I minted it. And as they sold, I would split the, the sale half and half. So half to compensate my time, which is a super discount because normally my studio sessions cost like $1,700. So they got portraits from me for basically free. And then they got equity. So I told them, like, it's your money. You can do with it. I suggest keeping half an ETH. Just keep it in your wallet when ETH starts going up again. Or you can start flipping or you can start your own um, project. And so one guy was able to get in on, I think he got on Alien Friends before they pumped. So he was able to make a couple ETH. Another girl found a project and she was able to flip it for like 5K. She's like, Brittany, I've never did this before. So now she's in it more. So it's just a way for me to onboard with equity because I can't, I can't, you know, give everybody all the money that they need, but I'd rather give the tools in the easiest way possible and um, in the most clear and succinct way possible. So I gave them all ledgers, made sure they had a MetaMask. Uh, If they didn't have minting fees because something happened with what they did or they spent too much money, I'd help them out with a little bit of minting fees. Thankfully, it's cheap now. But yeah, it was just my way of onboarding with a good foundation and knowing that somebody they can trust is out there. Like they still email me all the time or text like, what do you think of this project? And then I can walk them through like, how do you spot a spam or a scam, a rug, 
all that good stuff. So it was just a more personalized way to onboard one-on-one as opposed to like popping in and just losing everything at once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such an educational opportunity and you, you're investing so much in these, in these people. Um, that's amazing. I love your approach to it and making sure they're doing things safely. Um, yeah, the education itself is priceless, but to have your time and to have a, a, you know, an NFT, um, introduction that is their likeness with a talented, uh, photographer such as yourself, that's, that's brilliant. So wicked smart. Did you, did you workshop this idea with anybody? Was it just like flash in the pan, like, bam, you, you concepted it and did it or like, yeah. All my ideas kind of come from either being super high or not having sleep for a few days. (laughs) So that was just me trying to think like, how can I bring on more people? How can I do this in a way that, you know, can help the most? And so I just put out a tweet and I had people kind of apply just with like, if they know anything, if they don't, how, how little do they know? And then, um, whoever could get out here, I was like, if you can get out here, I ain't paying for your flight, but if you can get out here, I I got you. And so that's kind of how that came about. Just another way of me thinking how I can with the limited resources that I had. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So that's the, the black is gold collection, uh, that is an ongoing, ongoing collection. Is that right? You tell me a little bit about mint mechanics there too. What type of contract is it on? And, um, do you have any like ideas for, is this just like going to span your career or something that you want to keep up or? Yeah, I'm thinking just cause I got really busy kind of suddenly after all of that, cause that's kind of when the CNBC article came out too. So I was thinking to make sure that I'm not overextending myself, which I tend to do a lot as someone with like ADHD and all these other, all other bullshit. Um, I was going to do it quarterly or at least twice a year and just pick five to 10 artists that are available. That way I'm still giving back. It's just, I'm not also not beating myself up and I'm not thinking that I'm not doing enough. So, um, we're ramping it up again here before winter starts. I think I have my first guy coming, uh, the beginning of next month. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of cut back a little bit, but I do want to make this like ongoing for forever for as long, well, at least for as long as I can, uh, while I have the time. I just want to make sure that I'm not overextending myself. Cause again, I tend to do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. I mean, it, you're, you're kind of running a, um, oh, I lost the, lost the word, but it's, it's kind of like a grant grant situation. Um, I could see you even doing it like one person a year, uh, even in the future, you know, it's just like, you've got somebody that you're onboarding into the space, no matter what, like you're making a difference. That's huge. Thanks for going into that. Like, I'll, I'll honestly say like, I miss this. I did not see this come through my timeline at all. Didn't even know you were doing this until I was setting up the interview, doing some research. And I was like, what the fuck? Like Brittany's already awesome, but this is, <laughs> so thank you. Um, yeah, that that's really rad to see. So I'm inspired by it. It's uh, tickling my brain here. So thanks. Um, I want to go into more of your art. I want to give you a chance to just tell us about how you even got into art and started creating. So if I can guide us a little bit, tell us a bit how you started your your creative journey. Like what does art look like for you at the beginning? Um, I have to admit my earliest memories are with my papa, my grandpa, um, we had a farm in Beaumont and he had an old Raleigh and he would take pictures, pictures of his favorite horse all the time. So it's kind of how I got into photography. 
Um, of course, as a kid, you get into everything else. I played over 10 instruments, uh, volleyball, swimming, all that stuff as you're kind of learning about yourself. And then um, out of co- or for college, I got back into photography for as like a side gig for extra money because I was living in Florida. And I wanted to go to the Keys every weekend because <laughs> skipping school is great. Um, don't do that, kids. Stay in school <laughs> if you want to. Uh, but then after, you know, having to be an adult, getting a real job, um, I've never had a car, so I've always, um, had to do, uh, public transportation. So that kind of cuts out on time too, or cuts into my free time, I should say, especially in Houston. It's so bad in Houston, but, um, sorry, but I got back into it after Hurricane Harvey in Houston. Uh, it was another one of those really crazy 10 year floods And I was seeing everybody's like life belongings on the sides of the roads. So I was doing even before NFTs, I didn't realize it was a collection, but I was doing like a focus on um, called Discarded. And it was just about everybody's belongings um, um, kind of out to the garbage can like their whole lives. And there was one photo that um, was of a picture frame, but the photo was so water damaged that it just looked like kind of watercolors. And um, I took the photo, knocked on the person's door like, hey, I know sucks, but I took this and I think you might like it. And so they bought it off of me for like twelve hundred bucks, which is one of my biggest like IRL sales. And I was like, huh, OK, I guess I guess I'm pretty good at this still. So just using my best friend as my muse um, and then getting into film because I love Ava DuVernay and then going back to my inspo gordon parks for photography um it kind of started that that fire again i was working at a bike shop for like 10 bucks an hour and i'm grown as hell but you know capitalism um and then once i moved to chicago um i was really sucking at my real job and um i started getting to a little bit of photography again it was during the pandemic though so you can't really do much but that's when I was scrolling. I saw Swopes kind of do uh show that she like sold one of her first NFTs for like seventeen thousand dollars. I was like, oh, okay, I need to jump on this. And then that's when like the pat I hate to say like the money drove the passion back, but I really do think the the opportunity for like freedom kind of drove that passion back. And it's been like two, three years, well, a year-ish full time now. Yeah, full time as a um, photographer and creator. And then, of course, dabbling back in painting. I used to do that as a kid, but kind of stopped because I wasn't really good and I don't like not being good at things. But, yeah, that is... What are you chewing on, boy? Sorry, Idris, not a child, guys, I promise. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of what, what brought it all back. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no worries. Uh, anybody who's new to the room, uh, Brittany's got her her pup, Idris, in the background, you know, doing naughty pup things. So if you hear random squeaks, uh, it's just a toy. It's not a small child. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm yelling, I promise I'm not yelling at a child. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so, yeah, you mentioned your pop-up. I think I read about that somewhere, maybe, maybe on your site or some such, too. Like, did he give you your first camera? Is that right? Yeah, he gave me my first, uh, like, old film camera. I can't remember what it was. Um, and then kind of, again, put it down, but then picked it up again when another friend uh, gave me his Canon T5i um, after an attempt at suicide, and that kind of re-sparked it, too. Got it. Got it. Fuck. Yeah. So was that before pandemic or um, or during that time? 
Like, oh yeah, that I was still in Houston. I want to say that was like 20, 2017, 2018. Mm. Yeah. And then he like was like, Hey, I remember you said you loved photography with your grandpa. So here's a camera, have at it. And then that like photography literally saved my life. And I say that I don't, I don't mince words because without that, I probably would have attempted and been successful um, if that wouldn't have happened. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. That's, um, I actually, I lost, my mom died by suicide, so it hits. I, uh, all the feels, yeah, thank you. Um, not to make things too heavy, but just be real. Like these are things that affect us. And in fact, a lot of people, especially I think creatives channel a lot of their, uh, their darkness and pain. And what I love about what I'm hearing from you though, is that you're, you're paying this forward, right? You know, you have a friend who was looking out, gave you a camera that, and was a catalyst for you and uh, you're doing that and your, your art and your work and how you show up for other people every day in the space. So that's rad. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I mean, I always say like, we all, we are literally all we have. So like as a whole, like you can't, I can't help but not give back because like my mom was a single mom at first and like we had a village. So that's all I know. So I, I do not pause when trying to my best at least to, kind of give back in different ways yeah it's a beautiful thing very very well said uh, all right so your creative journey you are you're multi multi-talented human it sounds like and also I heard you say volleyball in there that was my sport too oh my gosh I mean I don't know it sounds like you played many things but yeah um, oh I suck but yeah I tr- at least tried stuff when I was a kid I, I kind of missed that I had that when I was a kid yeah I know I uh I definitely still try and like I think cycling now is my adult nerdy form of like giving myself a, a physical challenge, but yeah. How's your, um, I've been seeing your, your journey with, with physical, physical fitness as we'll call it, I guess, uh, being a fun one too. You're talking quite a bit about that. Um, how's it? Oh, it's trash. Yeah. Um, the pandemic just fucked up with my depression. I was eating like bacon cheeseburgers every single day, but I mean, they were good. So it was great, but it was also bad. Um, and so just trying to get back in like healthy habits, drinking your water, but it gets hard when you're like sitting at the computer all day. So I'm trying to get back into it. I just need to find the discipline that I once had because I've lost a hundred pounds before, but I wanted to be, (laughs) I wanted to be like a bodybuilding competitor. How ridiculous is that? So I don't have that kind of motivation. So I'm trying to find a different type of motivation to be able to get that discipline back which has been a little bit hard but I think I think I can get it back soonish yeah yeah for sure well you've got you've got people over here sending a good accountability energy so if you ever need a a pep talk you know hit my dms um I'm also happy to just listen but yeah routine is like my freaking nemesis like I love it but also like after about five days in a row of routine I'm like okay I'm done just gonna sit here take a break (laughs) Uh, all the feels for that. Awesome. Well, okay. So you, yeah, you took us all the way through your creative journey, which I think is, is rad. You started with NFTs about a year ago is what I heard. And tell us what you first started minting. Um, my first mint was actually like an iPhone photo. Cause I sold my cameras to come move to Chicago, um, uh, collected by Weesh. 
and then I had another photo of my best friend and we shall show, we sh- also, I wonder how he's doing. I need to yeah. do him. I was like, where, right. I haven't seen yeah, him. Yeah, where's he been? I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they both sold within a week and I was like, okay, well, I got myself a Sony something or other A7S trash and just run around because it was pandemic. So just going doing um, architecture photography, which is kind of my first love because Houston architecture is so historical and beautiful, even though the city sucks. So um, doing that and then going back to portraiture again. But uh, I'm sorry, I lost my track. What's the what was I thought about Weesh? And so I got a little worried. So now I'm off track. What was the question? <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah, um, it's uh... Yeah, I lost it too. I was asking okay. about your first mint, and you were saying that it was oh, an iPhone photo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, iPhone photo because I love shadow play. So it was a photo where, like, diagonally half the photo was covered in shadow, and half of the built or half of the building was in shadow, half of it wasn't, and it was just a super clear, clear sky, blue day. So the contrast of the red on the blue, and um, that kind of started it all. And I didn't realize how. How it go? Like, I was like, eh, I'll try. I'll probably make 50 bucks. But back then, even though it took like $200 to mint, I at least made my 200 bucks back. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll keep trying. And fortunately, most everything that I've posted sells. I'm not a sellout artist, though. I do not sell out within days or weeks or anything. Um, but I do love that my collectors keep my work. I only have a few things on secondary, which I think they only put it on secondary to make me look good. So I like that too. But um, most of my collectors are, are lifetime holders. And that, that means a lot, even though secondary is important. Um, I do believe that when a collector connects with something that they do not want to get rid of, that also shows like how, how your art has impacted them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in the collectors that, um, that I've seen at least, you know, people, people like Weesh, of course, Betty, Betty NFT, um, Fungi, Fungible. So yeah, I mean, you've got some very well-known, respected collectors with some great collections, um, buying and holding your work. So congrats. I mean, that's a, it's a feat in itself. Um, but yeah, I, I, f- I feel you like, I think secondary is fun. I don't, I, I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum. I don't really mind. I don't take it personally. <laughs> People want to like buy my work and offload it at some point. But um, there are some um, that, you know, periodically they reach out and I know that they found something that really speaks to them and that's just as sweet. Like that's, that's huge. So yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think market wise, I hope that you start getting some, some good secondary action, even if they are just uh, trying to make you look good. I think, uh, you deserve some new all-time highs and, and such. So I'm going to manifest that for you a little bit. I'm curious about your um, your trip that you did for your mom to Cuba. That was something that really stood out to me. And I think there was, was there a specific collection that was focused on that? Or was it? Yeah, that was the Alone In collection. It was my first time in New York ever um, because growing up poor, you just don't travel. So um, I like to travel alone, even to new places, although New York was scary because that's a whole different kind of energy for the first time. (laughs) So um, just walking around Times Square for the first time, I was using my, I think my Bronica on that one. No, no, I was using the Mamiya uh, C330 
which is film camera. And with film, I process, scan and everything my own my own film because it's a very expensive <laughs> to take it to a, a good like store or a developer. Sorry, lab. That's the word. And so, um, yeah, I was thinking because my mom's turning 80 this year. She was actually exiled from Cuba during the Castro regime. So she had never been back since she was what I think she says 16, 15 or 16. And so I was like, she was kind of worried with the whole COVID thing, how long she had left on the world, uh, being very dramatic telenovela uh, black lady, which was hilarious. And um, I was just like, okay, well, if I can sell this out, I can send her and myself to Cuba and she can see her family. And so I talked it over with my sister. She was good. My mom's passport was all good. Um, unfortunately, I started getting busy, so I couldn't go with her. But I was able to send her and my sister to see family that like we've never met. Um, most of her family, unfortunately, is dead because she old. Uh, <laughs> but she was able to see cousins, um, uh, a couple of great, great nieces, I believe, and then some uh, of her siblings' families that she's never met. So she was there for about two weeks. Um, she came back and now she loves me and I'm the favorite. So that's great. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> That's rad. What was her, like, did she bring back anything from the trip that was like her, you know, you keep hearing over and over as her favorite thing or, you know? Oh, yeah. The house is full of photos. Since my sister went, my sister kind of knows photography well, too. So she was able to kind of document everything. So a bunch of photos. She brought me back a bunch, a bunch of old um, film cameras that I hope still work because Cuba's kind of stuck in that 50s, 60s kind of era. They're kind of catching up still. And so um, photos of her grandpa's old car that's still there, the farm. She brought back some sand from the beach because that meant a lot to her when she was a kid. Um, And then she was able to find her great-grandmother's wedding ring. And she brought that back. And she's like, I know you're never getting married because I don't even know if you're, like, gay or not. But I'll have this for you if you ever do. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so that, that was pretty cool. I don't even know if you're gay or not. But. Right? She's like, I don't know nothing about you. I don't know how you roll, but if you ever fall in love, I got the ring for you. And I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I love it. Thanks for thanks for illuminating uh, that for us. She sounds like a great lady. She crazy, but you know she's mom. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They are they are who they are. It's beautiful. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So we have, um, we have an audience that may have questions for you. So I'm going to start trending us that way too. you know, make sure people know if you want to come up on stage and, uh, ask Brittany questions or just say something, um, nice. I mean, don't come up here and be a dick. Um, but yeah, if you want to come up and chat with Brittany, we'll do that in a few here. Um, that's why I like to do the, the Twitter spaces. So, yeah, feel free to to start requesting, and um, we'll go into that in a few. Brittany, one of the things that I want to know from you is uh, where you're where you're headed, what you're manifesting for yourself. Um, for me, I'd like to see the foundations of the space change a little. So I'm kind of trying to get on with like a platform or a project to kind of infiltrate from within. But the main goal is to just close the gap a little between like independent artists, the big ones, the quote unquote smaller ones, and then 
making sure to say the space is as safe as it can be, which kind of hard to do. But um, I just see myself being able to have the freedom to kind of just do whatever I want. Um, I want to be able to stay overseas months at a time um, and see that other people can too. Or uh, with the Miles and Luna project, I see the book series becoming a, a bestseller and we can, you know, build off of that in integrating Web3 with um, literacy and opportunities for that. And so I just, like, I hate when people say, you know, I hope I make a great impact, but I kind of do hope like all of us that are building from the ground up and we're kind of having that foundation laid together. Um, I do hope that we can do it more togetherly, together full. Girl, I don't know grammar, but um, although I do talk a lot of shit on the timeline, I do want to see us like all kind of come together and have this space where we can be free to be ourselves we can express ourselves whatever way we want to with our art. And then also with um, bridging the gap with opportunities. I'm always DMing my group chats when I see a job available because I know shit's hard. Um, but again, I just want to be that that connector. I don't necessarily need to be famous. I do want a lot of money, though, <laughs> but I don't need to be famous. I want to be able to make sure that we're, we're all taken care of as much as possible. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks so much for that. It's, it's really important to me to be able to hear from the the human, the artist, the creator directly, what they're, what they're striving for, um, so that we can help create that together for one another. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for, for going into all that. You're very eloquent. <laughs> Your grammar's great. <laughs> no worries. It's like the, it's the three Red Bulls, I promise. <laughs> and the weed. How, why am I drinking Red Bull and smoking weed? What is, okay, sorry. I just realized I was doing that. I mean, it's Friday afternoon. You're fine. You've been working on a project. Yeah. No, no worries. Creative license, you know, we're forgiving of such things. Um, no, it's rad. You do you. Do you. Um, awesome. Yeah, there's something that you said in there, too, that, that really stuck out. You know, you, you talked about, like, you know, you put your voice on and your affectation there about wanting to make an impact. But, yeah, there's a lot of creators here that haven't had the opportunity to make an impact because of the channels and the networks and the things that they need to overcome. And um, we're all we're all on not necessarily even ground, but solid ground here from which we can set some roots and, and grow. And the more that we, we help each other out with that, um, the faster and further we're going to go. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that that you're here. And I want to make sure I communicate this to you. Like none of my guests are paid. They all do this of their own free time and, and graciousness. So Brittany, thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, this is a one person, one person show that, you know, I'm looking for, for people that I think can, can really make a difference. And, uh, I want to elevate and help change their life and also like collectively make that shift for the space. So Brittany, I'm, I'm happy to have you I'm proud to have you as a partner in this um, journey we're all on. So, yeah, thanks for that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, what's one thing everybody should know about you? Oh, what don't they know? I feel like I talk enough shit where everybody knows. <laughs> but then again, I don't really talk enough personal shit. Um, one thing everyone should know. The weight in my heart is through whiskey and bacon cheeseburgers. I feel like that's really important if you want to like slide me a little something. But on like a deeper level, I am a deeply insecure person that I am just trying to take day by day. 
Uh, when I mess up, my bad. <laughs> uh, I tend to mess up loudly. My mom has always said that when I was a kid and I would run into something, I'm running into it full force. Um, and that's kind of how I live life. And that's kind of why you see my timeline the way it is. I don't really have a filter, but it's all coming from a place where the hope is equity and um, a space for everyone. And um, yeah, I think that's good, right? Also, I really love music, but I haven't listened to any new music since probably 2017. So all these new rappers, I don't know. I'm still listening to like Tupac and May's Future, Frankie Beverly. But I am a music lover because I still play a few instruments. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, all of that is way better than I was hoping for. You know, I was looking for one thing and uh, we got the gamut there. It's a beautiful spectrum. I'm a, I'm a rambler. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I feel you. Uh, no, no stress. I think it's a beautiful thing that people um, feel they can come in here and just be be themselves. I uh, want to be a welcoming space. Yeah. This isn't a safe space. I can't control who knows what Miles and Luna is going to get up here and say, you know, like that's your project, but they might, you know, come up here and, and hate on you. So. Out, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have Miles and Luna up here and uh, at the beginning before some people were in the, in the space, you were talking a bit about this project, but maybe y'all could um, go into it a little bit more. Cause this is, I think one of your, the project you've been working on, right? You're saying you're Red Bulling it up. Is it this, the last three days you've been working on? Yeah, this is uh, myself and my co-founder Jade's project. Go ahead, Jade. Yeah, I was actually going to come up here and ask you a couple questions about you because I also don't get to hear you talk about yourself that often. <laughs> Love <laughs> I that. forgot. I didn't know I was under the uh, account page. I was just like drafting up some tweets to go out and I saw you. I'm like, oh, let me join. Um, this is not marketing. This is just me being me. <laughs> so, Brittany, I know that you've done a lot in the space, but a lot of the stuff that you've done, you kind of throw off to the side or you, you throw it under the rug. So I would love for you to highlight and take a moment to celebrate yourself and talk about some of the things that you've done to push this space forward already. Um, Cause I know there's a lot you want to do in the future. And I feel like you don't recognize some of the work that you've already put in. Because I don't like to, and you know that. Um, well, uh, onboarded a bunch of black, uh, my, I know people hate when I do this, but my focus is black women because we do not have the opportunity to have that. So, uh, being able to onboard a bunch of black women, um, I'm probably up to 120 now trying to get to 500 by the end of the year, but I also want to make sure it's a safe environment. So I've kind of slowed down, uh, and kind of reevaluated how to onboard, but, um, what else? Um, I guess we started the first branded, one of the first branded rug radio spaces with Ed and Patrick um, talking about BIPOC, LGBTQI plus communities. Um, it was a safe space because we didn't have it when it first started for people to uh, come in, ask questions, get help, get knowledge, um, vent if they needed to. I am all about the gambit of your emotions. You do not have to be positive with me 100 all the time, 24 seven, because I believe it's foolish. All aspects of the human um, emotions are um, important to express just as long as you aren't hurting yourself or others. 
um, let's see, NFT 100 artist, which is weird and I still think is a prank, but they gave me the plaque, so it, it must not be. Um, what we're building with Miles and Luna, this is my first PFP project. Um, Jay's done all the artwork. She's the dev. She's been crazy, crazy awesome. Um, being able to give access to different um, black people, connecting. Um, I don't know, girl. I feel like that's enough. I think that's good. Okay, so you're not going to talk about that whole community wallet that you built. One of the first community wallets that I've seen people use to help artists and just people in this space not only navigate the space and like buy art, but also make sure that they have a roof over their head, food in the refrigerator, and that their lights aren't turned off. You you forgot you forgot how you actually show up for community. You I don't, you missed that one. <laughs> She's yes. calling you out. That's, I know, right? That's why she's my co-founder. She she keeps me straight and honest. Um, BIPOC uh, NF, or no, BIPOC NFT.eth. Yeah, that's our community wallet. I used that. It first was for onboarding, but then I realized it needs to go further than onboarding because people need a safe home life to be able to, you know, create. So I've... I like I said before, like I might not collect a lot, but it's also because I'm paying people's rent, uh, getting formula out. I was able to get a pallet of for- formula out to Houston when they were having a really bad shortage because there is still a formula s- shortage going on. Um, I was able to um, help with phone bills, um, diapers, like anything people need tangibly right away. I feel like is very important because I've had I've been homeless for two years. I lived in a church bus on church property, um, shelters where rapes happen all the time, uh, in the back of my mom's Camry when she let me have it. So I know what housing insecurity is. So if I can, um, kind of help with that burden, that's, that's kind of what I like to do. So I know people complain, oh, she doesn't collect, but I'd rather have like, again, that double blessing of, I got your rent paid and you made that sale. So you're good to go. Um, just my philosophy. If you don't agree, that's fine. But I do, I do know how important it is to have quick access to things, um, especially when it's an in dire need in a situation. Um, one girl didn't have food, two kids hadn't eaten in a few days. So I went to her house, got our rent set up for a few months, um, overloaded the <laughs> fridge she was kind of mad at me she's like girl that's too much like now nah, you're good for a couple months so you're good but yeah I, I tend to make sure that people have stability in the home because I know what it feels like not to um what else did you say Jade I think you're finally doing a good job so uh <laughs> you can you can stop now I'll give you a b plus good job <laughs> Jade thank you <clears throat> thank you so much for coming up and and uh and shining light on all of that. Um, yeah, the BIPOC NFT.eth, is that correct? Wallet? Uh, make sure I'm saying that yeah. right. Okay. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes also. Um, that's rad. I mean, this, this, uh, I hate to, whatever. I'm not even going to make excuses. I didn't know it was there. I knew, I know now. So thanks for uh, illuminating myself and this community. So that's rad. Uh, any other questions, Jade? Maybe you do want to use, like, tell us about Miles and Luna just for, like, what's your what's your pitch, your elevator pitch, just so people know. Yeah, go for it, Jade. 
Okay, so Miles and Luna is a really fun and adventurous uh, book series that we're building out, to, and it's focused on making sure that kids have a new interactive way to uh, learn, whether it be about the blockchain, mental health, or just building their uh, reading skills. We are writing using the PFP project to create the book and have funds for it. And then what we'll do after that is we're going to start using blockchain tech and leverage the NFTs to do unlockable content because we're making the book interactive. So using things like a Google Home, uh, we also have been talking to a really cool dev that does AR work. So we'll have different ways that the kids and families will be able to interact with these stories that these two pups go on uh, using these really cool technologies and showing the world that NFTs can be more than just profile pics and that they can help us learn and build better family structures. Damn, that's huge. This is, um, this is a very, very smart project and not to talk about maybe the least important part of it, but the pups themselves are remind us. So cute. Yeah. She's the artist too. And funny thing, like someone told her early in her, well, not early in her NFT journey. She's been here for a while, but like, Oh, your art will never go anywhere. You're not good enough. And then I was like, Hey, let's try this project. And she bust out like 10 minutes later with like 10 of these dogs. And I'm like, girl, you could have been doing 70 projects by now. (laughs) She's so good. Also a dev. So she's handling our smart contract website marketing strategy, all of that. So she's been um, a wealth of knowledge. And she's also like teaching me along the way. So I can also have that knowledge to share too. That's rad. It sounds like we're going to need to have Jade, uh, a specific, the one-to-one Jade episode soon. Sweet. For sure. 10 years in tech and she's at the management level. Oh, fuck yeah. Awesome. Well, Jade, thank you. Thank you for um, sharing your art finally with the world. That's rad. I'm sorry people were dicks to you. That's uh, my favorite word today. So that's what they were. And I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anybody else have questions? You can come up and I can say the word dick again, apparently. Ugh, ugh, I hate that word. You know what I just watched last night? Is that I love dick show from like 2016 or something. Or is that like on Amazon or something? What Kevin, is that? Yeah, it's Kevin Bacon and it's like based in Marfa in the arts community there. I think it was only one season. I watched the first season. Um, it's fascinating. It's definitely like fascinating. I don't know. I won't go into it, but I think that's why that's my favorite word today subconsciously because it got lodged in there because of TV, which is sad. Ugh. Anyway, I have more questions for you while we wait to see if anybody wants to grace, grace us with their presence. Um, feel free to hit the request button. I I don't like to force people on stage. Also, I will say before I get into questions, if you've never been on stage before in Twitter spaces and you want to feel what it's like, you just want to run through the UI, try it out. Um, this is a place where you can do that. I'm totally happy to welcome you up here and you know, you don't even have to speak. That's a okay. So feel free to do that. Brittany, I have a rapid question round that I would like to, uh, to ask you now. It's kind of fun. Those always scare me, but go ahead. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty chill. Um, what is your favorite color? Purple. Wait, it's green right now. But for how long was it purple before it was green? Most of my life. Wow, this is a big moment. Okay. Yeah. This isn't rapid, but I'm going to dig into it. What what shade of green? 
So, okay. It depends on my mood, but I like a deep kind of foresty green, like a good nature green. Or you know how the Apple AirPod Maxes are that kind of soft pastel green? Mm. That that really gets me going right now. But basically anything that's not like highlighter green, that shit's ugly. But I love like a deep, like natural, natural green. All right. All right. Thank you for that. That's, um, that's good. That's good shit. All right. What's, um, what's your favorite season? I don't have one cause they all kind of suck, but the one that's the most bearable is fall. <laughs> Coming Sorry. from Houston, it's Sorry just hot all year. So I living in Chicago, the first two years I was here was the pandemic. Um, well, first two years I was back was the pandemic. So I was stuck inside all day. But I don't like winter because it's depressing. But the most bearable and nice is like autumn here in Chicago. So I'll I'll defer to that. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's the, excuse me, the best blunt favorite season answer I've uh, I've gotten to date. So thank you. That was that was awesome. I love autumn also. It's my favorite um, for sure. So anyway, additions or one of ones. Depends. Um, in this climate <laughs> and this economy, um, additions are doing better. I do prefer one of ones because the value there, the value perception is a little bit different, but additions definitely have their, their place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They do. Uh, Discord or Twitter? I fucking hate Discord and I also hate Twitter, but Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. But I yeah. like, I really hate Discord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're necessary evils, both of them. Also, I think. Or who, sure, yeah. Yeah. I had Yemena Buena Vida on last week. Um, check that out, everybody. Uh, she's, she's a gem. That was fun. But we were talking about, um, we were actually, we were hating on Twitter also. And then I was like, as we sit here on it, like the irony is not oh, lost on me. <laughs> It's all goddamn day. It's all fucking night. We all have to be on here because it's fucking space. It's fucking 24 hours. I try to do that timer thing with my <laughs> iPhone, but I think it gave up on me because it doesn't ask me anymore if I want more time on Twitter. It's just like, this bitch is just on Twitter. But I even try to do that and it doesn't work. So it's just a time suck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've been... um I've been trying to carve out more like intentional time of, of setting things up. I've been using, um, typefully you all should check this out. Typefully I think it's .com. But anyway, it's like more for like threading and stuff, but their scheduling is really smart and, um, fuck, I'm like giving them an ad, but whatever. Um, it's helping me with my mental health to take a, take a break, um, and not feel I need to be on here all the freaking time. Or if I have something I want to say, I can schedule it forward. Um, I know Twitter has scheduling, but it just like, doesn't, it never worked well for me for that same reason. You have like, you come into the app and you're just like screwed cause you're here or like on the site. Anyway, I don't know. Highly recommend it. Like give yourself that, that space if it's something you're into anyway. Wow. Get off that soapbox. Um, if you could use one piece of equipment for the rest of your life, what would it be? What am I using the equipment for? Mm. Yeah, let's say creating, just creating anything. <coughs> That's impossible. Um, yeah, that's not possible. 
Because you say your laptop, but then what do I take pictures with? You say your phone, but then what do I... I guess an iPhone, because you can do film, photos, and edit. So, yeah, I could... In this <laughs> situation, I'm not wishing this on myself, but I'd say iPhone. All right. All right. That's a fair answer. Yeah, for sure. It's a tough one. I like to I like to see where people go. <clears throat> for sure. iPhone is a also necessary evil. Um, you could collect one piece of art anywhere in history, no price limit. What would it be? So I've already asked myself this a lot because my grandmother was an art collector and her favorite were Degas and Monet. But I think for me, because of Web3, and I'm also thinking about like future, making sure I got that that cash, cash money in the bank, um, I'd probably say... Hmm. It would it's a it's a tie between a Gordon Parks original um sign that he has. It's of the mother and the daughter at the um water fountain, but it says colored above them and her bra strap is showing. Um and then um a Diana Sinclair one of one or a FIBO one of one because I know those will get get better get greater in value as time goes on. Yeah, those are those are all I mean great choices. That's that's hard to choose. I wouldn't even know how to choose between the three of those. I might go with Diana. I love FIBO too, but yeah. Anyway, good choices. Um, I'm gonna have to look up the the photo or is it a photo? It's a print. Tell me tell me about Gordon Parks. I'm gonna be naive here. Who's Gordon Parks? Oh, you don't. Okay. So Gordon Parks was one of the first Life Magazine. Well, no, he is the first Black director of photography for Life Magazine. Um, He did a bunch of civil rights. But what I love about him is the way that he captured Black life. It wasn't through trauma, through a lens of trauma. It wasn't through a lens of sadness. It was just us being humans. And you can kind of feel it tangibly. And that's what I like to capture, especially when it comes to Black life, because unfortunately, um, what profits most off of Black life is our trauma, like slavery. We get a new slave movie every fucking year. And it's like, bro, I get it. We were slaves. What else are we now? Um, So him being able to kind of capture the I don't even want to say the mundane, but just the day to day in a way that showed us as fragile, as human, as worthy as just just as beautiful as white life in, in the little that we had. Um, he started with, I forget what it's called, but it was like a farming association. He started um, on a project with that. And he has another famous photo. Uh, I forget what it's called. Of course, I forget what it's called when I'm talking about it. But it's of a black woman holding a mop and the American flag is draped behind her. And it's just that juxtaposition because she was a, a maid at the facility and he had her pause and pose for that um, photo. So just the juxtaposition of Black life in America and how, you know, we were still treated like shit back then. But he did a lot with Malcolm X, a lot with our Black um, musicians, um, a lot with Martin. He did most of the most Black photography that you see that's from that era is from Gordon Parks. And he was just my grandpa loved him. My dad loved him. And so I've been in love with him and his work since I can remember. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I was, um, looking, looking through his images as you were talking and I recognize a few of them. 
sadly was not, um, I wouldn't be able to, to name. Now I can, now I'll know. Yeah. That's him. I was going to say, if you saw it, you'd, you'd know. Yeah. Yeah. Know the, yeah. But there's some that I just like, I haven't seen before that are mm-hmm. so stunning. Like the, the manhole photos, yeah. the lighting. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. He did some with my, um, Muhammad Ali too, that are great. You followed mm-hmm. him around. It's, he's just a phenomenal. Yeah. These are beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for, um, educating me. I'm a bit naive there, but, uh, not anymore. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, this is not a rapid question set. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest on stage. Um, thank you for bringing them on stage, Brittany, because I was looking up at my screen. Is it fade? Let me make sure I print fade strike mine. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good. Welcome. Um, I do have a question specifically for Brittany because, uh, I, I, uh, I've been, you know, following her pretty much since I got in the space and I realized that there's a special place in her heart for telling people, uh, what's good. <laughs> and so I have a direct question. If you were going to create a collection, regardless of medium, where the sole purpose was to upset the crypto bros and you know, the ones, the rich white ones. If your whole purpose was to curate a collection just to piss them off, what would the subject matter be? Describe it's it. Funny you say that because I'm actually working on one. So <laughs> there's a photographer. I will not say his name because he's a little dick, but he makes some of the worst photography ever. And it objectifies women's bodies white skinny you know the kind of new photography that only the dude bros like so i have decided to do a parody of sorts um and i'm gonna call it also kind of about that one photo that just sold for forty thousand dollars from that dead guy can't remember his name don't really care but um they were always objectifying women's bodies so i'm making a collection called objectified and it's going to be um a black male presenting um person and we're going to kind of do the same poses um same terrible lighting uh same terrible locations i'm sorry artist subjective let me not say that in that's not a awful <laughs> in that style and i'm going to be ridiculous and put them all i think it's going to be about a 10 piece collection so i'm going to put them all at about uh 10 to 15 ETH each and, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm really doing some research. I'm um, going to calculate some things and I want to see see how it goes. And it's really funny that you asked me that question because I have been seven, setting that up this past week. I'm hyped as shit to see that. That'll be an absolute delight. Um, and, and I know we are we are we are not naming names. Um but for those that are not familiar with this particular style of work, any idea where we could find it just so we could see it? Or that would be, I don't know, we don't want to give this person views either. <laughs> and I'm just trying to visualize the book, what you're talking about. I would say scroll down super rare and um, look at photographers that have made the most money in the past months or so, and you'll see them. Yeah, they just did a... There was a tweet or a list they went out just yesterday or the day before um, of the highest selling pieces on Super Rare, and you will see, you'll see it there. 
Oh, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. I don't want to bring that name into my show, so thanks for leaving it out. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, That's yeah, this space, this space is like, I know people are like, ooh, Web3, it's going to be different. It's like, you know, same people are coming. We just need to be louder and stronger and more resilient and more consistent and keep going. I yeah. realize criticism isn't a bad thing. Like no. We don't grow without criticism. And me criticizing the space or hoping for different or hoping for more people to come in, it's no slight to any money that you're making. Make your money. I get it. But also allow us to expand the space for the whole, not the 1%. That's what we're dealing with in Web 2. Madam Cult Leader always says it. If we continue to build Web 3 on Web 2 principles, what does that look like? Bigotry, racism, the wealth gap between men, trans, LGBTQI+, and white cis men, um, networking. It's all going to kind of funnel with the 1% as opposed to staying the door open for the 99. And I feel like like it's unwarranted to call me a bully when I ask a question. Just, just, just answer the questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a shame, too, that a lot of Web3 conversation happens in text format. I mean, it's too easy to misread the way that somebody is saying something. You know, you're, you're just, you can be very simply asking a question without malice, without spite, genuine curiosity. It's not going to come through because it's going to come through to the person with a lens that they put on when they see who's asking the question, which is the same, same situation we've been dealing with throughout humanity's history. So we just need to keep showing up with our voices as well with our art and uh yeah asking questions fade like the one that you just asked thank you for for doing that i mean wow i wouldn't have put that forward <laughs> to Brittany. i didn't i didn't have uh that in my repertoire you know so thanks for coming up for for just real quick and i'll step down um as i've been watching uh britney post throughout the last few months uh, when it comes to ch- when it comes to challenging the status quo, uh, Brittany about that life every day. It's like, yeah, you know, you know what bullshit I'm tired of seeing in web three today. I'm like, all right, she got something to say, but pay attention. And as someone who's very new to web three, um, I, I, I ain't seen one wrong statement yet. Um, so of course I think to best support an artist other than monetarily, uh, cause I can't do that. Cause I'm also poor. Um, it's, encouraging them to continue to challenge the status quo how the fuck else do we grow right to me that just makes sense absolutely yep you all said it very well i don't have anything else to add there so Brittany, anything else you want to tell us about that collection you're putting forward and fade thanks for coming up uh jay did really good explaining everything she always does but please follow the page miles and luna they're right next to me oh, no top. we're not we're not done i was talking about oh, that that new one <laughs> we're almost done yeah i, I only have oh, like two more questions <laughs> but your yeah, new one you're uh, gonna be putting out yeah i mean i just hope it shows kind of the the ridiculousness of what's going on and how like Someone like, um, shit, why do I keep forgetting names? Hold on. Oh my gosh, I love her and I can't think of her name. Amber Vittoria. So Amber Vittoria did a retweet on that tweet that they had about, you know, the top sellers on Super Rare. And Drift is like, well, whose fault is that? Why are you saying that? That's not what he said. I'm just kind of loose quoting. 
And we were able to have a conversation because we both want to grow the space. All three of us want to grow the space. So I feel like this will kind of open the conversation a bit more, hopefully, to see like it's the utter ridiculous ridiculousness of some of the things that are being allowed to get away with in this space. So I, I kind of just hope it kind of opens the door for conversation. I hope people laugh. I know people are going to get it because I say that dude's name all the fucking time. Um, and so once people get it, they'll see, hopefully they'll see the greater story behind it, not just the parody. And then we can kind of move forward and just make space for everyone. Like I said, I ain't, I'm not stopping your bags. I want everybody to make money. As long as you're a good person, you're not a predator. Cough, cough, nudge, nudge. So as long as we get there, like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye out. And I mean, memes are a king in this space. Uh, I'm not sure I love that, but <laughs> I'm glad you're going to wield the tool uh, to, your, to, your, uh, to our advantage, I guess. Yeah, so thanks for... Thanks for doing it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see them. Uh, more, more importantly, I would like to know what your favorite emoji is. I think I'm too old for emojis. I still use GIFs. Like, I'm not an emoji girl. I'm a GIF girl. And my favorite emoji is Whitney Houston. There's two. So if I'm having a conversation with my good Judy's, it's the one where she's uh, pointing and laughing with Natalie Cole because Natalie Cole wins an award and like shouts out Whitney and like Whitney bows and they're like laughing at each other. That's my top one. And then my second top one when I'm doing like really fucking good and I'm on my shit and I'm like, yeah, I'm that bitch. It's Whitney Houston sitting in the crowd when she was being honored. I want to say at the Essence Awards or maybe it was. NAACP or something like that she was honored and she's like luxuriating in it she's like flipping her wig back and forth with her eyes closed and she's just living in the moment and that's my number two gift but I'm not really a emoji person that's the the best the best answer I could hope for that's beautiful I love emojis but I love knowing what people love or don't love um I <laughs> you are very very good at describing uh the visuals so uh Thanks. Thanks for that. I can see them. I knew exactly what you're talking about. It's so fun. Um, my last question for you um, before we, we totally wrap this up and yeah, you, then you can go into tell us more things, but yeah. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? Fuck no. <laughs> Don't put it on my fucking pizza. <laughs> I will wait till it cools down so it doesn't burn you, but I will smush it in your face. You smush it in my face. Oh my God. Yeah, no. You're not bringing that shit to my table. I'm. I live in Chicago. We have yeah. real. Pizza. We got deep dish, and we have good um, regular pizza. So no, we don't. We don't do that here. Yeah, I grew up on the West Coast. I'm just like a West Coast baby. So pineapple Sorry. pizza. It's okay. I mean, this. I love it. Like, I'll be at the next table, just like loving it, and I'll be like, I'm not gonna bring it over there because she's gonna get violent with it, yeah. and I yeah. want to savor it first. Yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, thank you for just, what is it? What did, man, where did, Fade said it so well. What's good? You tell it, yeah, you told us what's good. And I love that saying, the way that you you put that forward, uh, Fade. Thank you. Because I feel like that's the the crutch of, of the situation, the crux, crutch, crux of the situation that we're seeing these days is that people are turning things into malice. They're turning them into negativity 
but really you're speaking about what's good. You're, you're giving people the opportunity to see it from the perspective of, of you and the goodness. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming up here and balancing that with my dumbass questions about emojis and pizza. So I appreciate you. I would love to know if you have any last things to share. Otherwise I'll, I'll send us on out with some music and get those podcasts up so that more people can uh, hear all the wonderful things you have to say. And uh, Jade, thank you again for coming and helping us bring to light all of the epic ways that Brittany is helping this space. Brittany, what you got for us? Um, Follow Miles Luna. Be ready for Mint. The end of September. It's only .045. We wanted to make sure that it's accessible to everyone. As much as I yell about these price points going crazy, um, I wanted to make sure, you know, we could, of course, benefit on our end for the things that we want to do, but make it accessible for everyone. Um, If you're of age, make sure, you know, smoke a little weed to calm down, drink your water. Um, eat your veggies, get outside, get off the laptop and computer sometimes because it's a lot. And just know that, you know, a person's feelings about you is a reflection on them and not, not on you. Unless you're a dickhole, then you're a dickhole. Dickhole. Okay. That'll be my new one for the rest of the day. Unless you're a dickhole. Yeah. Dickhole. <laughs> and I, li- I like to say fuck nugget a lot. So you can also use that. Oh man, when I was chatting with Kate the Cursed last season, I just was talking about nuggets the whole episode. And then we just started talking about chicken nuggets. And yeah. Like sometimes people are dickholes and they're fuck nuggets. Those are my my two. All right. Well, on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna close us on out because there's nothing more that we need to say. Brittany, thank you so much for being here. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. And I'm sorry it took like months. <laughs> no, no, this is rad. It's uh, it's good to, to catch you when you have the time. And um, I'm super, super proud to know you and excited to see where you're headed. Thank you. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Echo. Thanks, Fade, Emil, Miles, The Rebel, Musing. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, thank you all so, so much. And Mingo. Sorry. You too. Thanks. Brittany, thanks for doing my job for me. You the best. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll talk soon.